Welcome to the Mediocre Happy Hour, episode 68, where we be rocking this party nine days a week, sometimes 10, occasionally, maybe. I don't know. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. I'm so confused. I, don't, I, have, no, I have no idea what you just did. I said we were rocking this party nine days a week because the Beastie Boys rock it eight days a week. And I'm like, we can we can rock it nine, right? Didn't Maybe ten. Die? Yeah. That's about unfortunate. Me. Unfortunately, <laughs> that was like a while ago, though. Well, look, man, I don't always pay attention. Right. So fuck off. Yeah. So, yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, dude. well, there's a Beastie Boys. I saw the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie last night and there's a Beastie Boys track in the movie, which I thought was dope because uh yeah, you know, there's always good music in the in the Guardians movies. And I was like, heck yeah, this is legit. So they're playing No Sleep Till Brooklyn. And I'm like, this is rad. This is rad. That's like one of the best things about the Guardians films, man. Is like, you, you know, you're going to get good music. Like, that's that's a for certain. You know what I mean? And you're going to get like, usually a lot of comedy. Like, they're they're funny movies. Right. But yeah. Do you like the Guardian films? Uh, I do. Yeah. Like... Out of all the Marvel movies that have ever come out, like including Endgame, because obviously Endgame was amazing, but like the individual ones, like you know Iron Man, Spider Man, like kind of in the individual hero movies. Do you have like a favorite? Uh, I mean, the first couple Iron Man movies were good. I, well, the first Iron Man movie was good, and two I think was okay. Three was bullshit. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I guess like the first Avengers movie was pretty good, and maybe the second one. Yeah, yeah, the Avengers ones I think are pretty solid. Like, but like out of the origin stories, like you, you thought Iron Man was pretty like pretty up there for you. Yeah, and then the first Guardians of the Galaxy is super good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then Volume Two is where they go, and he meets his dad, right? Yeah, and he finds yeah. out that Man- that Mantis is his sister. Yeah, like so. That one was kind of eh, right? Yeah. So I, I, but I've heard good things about this one. Um, and the previews make it look good. So don't spoil it for me. I haven't seen it. No, I won't spoil it. It was very, it was, I thought it was very good. It was very long. It's like two and a half hours. Uh, it Did was, you cry? I, a little bit, dude. I'm honestly, it, it's pretty emotional. Like the only thing I'll say is what I, didn't, a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that this movie was, um, Cause I didn't look up any spoilers or anything either, but I just didn't realize that this movie was more about rocket like specifically and his um, like kind of his origin, but like basically the whole movie revolves mostly around him, which I didn't know. And I thought that was really cool. Cause he's like my favorite guardians character. So I was excited that it was about him. I just didn't know that cause I didn't look it up ahead of time. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, very emotional, very funny, like great movie, great soundtrack. Um, I hadn't been to the movies in a little while. So uh so it was fun to go. And uh yeah, man, I enjoyed it. And and it honestly it made me want to play the Guardians of the Galaxy game again. Uh not like right away, but like that game truly was like super, super fun. And just watching the movie um made me just like remember how awesome that game was, like just for a solid, like at you know, I don't want to say movie tie-in, but like movie kind of tie-in game, you know. Uh yeah, sure. I still haven't beat that game. That game's really long. 
It's very long. Like it's you, when you start that game, you're thinking, okay, this is one of those movie games. Like I'm going to play this for, you know, six, eight, six to eight hours and be done. And dude, I like, I got to a point where I was trying to burn through that story and I still was hitting like level after level after level that I hadn't, you know, been to yet. And I'm just like, this game just does not end. Does not end. Easy. But it's but it's a great game. So I, I had no complaints there. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. But um, if I can catch it on like a really good sale, well, actually, I already have it. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'll just replay it. <laughs> right, yeah. Because you I'm have it tired. on PC, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both got it on PC and played through it together. And I think that I was at about 18 hours or so, maybe close to 20, before I finally beat it. So it's a very long game. It's a very, very long game. Very long game. Very long game. My so, name yeah. is Yef. My name is Yef. Uh Oh, dude, I was going to tell you, too. Um, the, the other thing I thought was funny. So I know you haven't looked up any spoilers or anything about, about the movie, but do you know the character Adam Warlock? Uh, yes. Like, I, I don't know much about him, but I just I'll say it's you've seen We Are the Millers, right? I'm sure you have. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. it's what's his face? Yeah, it's, it's the, 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 the like dude the that looks just like me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like that nerdy kid from We Are the Millers, and he's the one that they cast to play Adam Warlock. So, like, as soon as he shows up in the movie, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Because like, you just, I just can't like, I can't see his face, no matter what, like what makeup or whatever you know this stuff they put on him. I just can't see his face and not think about We Are the Millers. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really hard because he's like supposed to be this like you know somewhat serious character i guess in the movie and, and all i could think about is this like stupid comedy movie and i'm just like this is not good right uh anyway i thought that was funny what have you been up to man you been doing anything fun uh no just super busy at work uh my mother-in-law was out here for a month so i took her to the airport on thursday so she flew back to the states nice um, where does she where does she live at minnesota minnesota okay cool and she she was with you for like a month you said yeah a month she was helping to watch our baby while our babysitter was gone nice because we still don't have child care here sucks yeah man child care is <clears throat> child care is crazy we've talked about it so much before because you know you have way more kids than i do i just have one but even with with my one kid it's like summer is right around the corner like lily's school gets out in two weeks and you know it's like my mother-in-law's gonna watch her some of the time but lily's a really active kid so like i have to have some activities and stuff lined up for her and it can't be like full-time care but i gotta figure out something right because it's just just is how, how it has to be man like the the kids need entertainment and uh it really does take it really does take a village as they say you know it's like you can't just do it by yourself <laughs> no you really can't <laughs> You're like, no matter how strong of a parent you are, no matter how much patience you have, you're just like, um, I need, I need a break. Yeah. Need can, a I break. A, can I have a break before I lose my mind? My so, mind? That's cool, man. Well, it's always good to visit family, but like, it's also good to get a bit of a break too. Right. It's like, yo, I'm really tired of uh, dealing with this right now. I need a break. <laughs> can I, can, can daddy get a little break ski? A little Dead break ski, please. A little that needs a little break ski. break ski. If you add the word ski to anything, it makes it sound makes it sound cooler, right? Can I get yeah. a little break ski? Hey, little break ski, please. Thank you. Daddy's gonna little daddy's gonna play a little game ski. I don't know. Sounds a little, weird. A little game ski. <laughs> oh man. I was trying to think of what else I've been doing, man. It's been a pretty busy week. 
for me, like work wise and stuff. But the movie was fun. Um, what else did I do? I don't know, man. I'm drawing a complete blank right now. I played a lot of played a lot of video games, uh, quite a bit this week. So that that Star Wars game, which we'll talk about, is just is super fun, man. I've been playing that a lot. And I know you have too. <laughs> Yes, I've been playing quite a bit. Better play. I think that's like the only. Well, now it's not the only thing I played, but yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. We both we both dabbled in some other stuff, but we're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you been listening to anything cool? Anything on the on the music front? Uh, no. Well, I mean, I told you, uh, new wave, new dot wave, w a v is. Uh, they have that album, uh, Dude Ranch, completely covered or something. What's it called? Uh, I think I think that's right. Yeah, I'll check real quick just so I make sure I say it right. Where are we at? Yeah, Dude Ranch completely covered. Uh, so it looks like weekly they're releasing little three track uh, sections of it. So they released another three track section of it. So I think they're up to three now. Yeah. Um, so I've been listening to that because those guys do awesome Blink Way 2 covers. That's awesome. They're they're pumping out the tracks, man. Yep. And then uh yeah, really not listening to anything new. Still listening to a lot of indie rock just because, you know. Because uh, that's what you're into. What what have you been listening to that's that's indie rock that catches you fancy? Oh, you know, just the old stuff like old Death Cab, old Tokyo Police Club uh Police Club. Oh, nice. I haven't heard about them in a long time. Uh, I could tell you. Hold on. I heard a new Portugal the Man song that I really like. Have you ever listened to them? Uh, yeah, I have, but I haven't listened to them in a long time. Me neither. But I got a I got an advertisement for their new vinyl when I was like scrolling through Facebook, and so I'm like, "What? They have a new record?" So I went to Spotify, and they have a new song, and uh, and I listened to that, and I was like, "Man, okay, this is pretty cool." Yeah. So like the Fratellis, do you remember the Fratellis? They have. I, I don't. Do, I don't even think they're they a band do. anymore. But I do remember them. Uh, yeah, and then the wombats. Everybody knows who the wombats are. The kooks. Who are the Heat, wombats? The struts. Huh? Who are the? I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> uh, Cage the elephant. You have been on an indie kick. Yeah, hippocampus. Okay. Block party, if you can imagine that. B L O C party. Block yeah. party. The B L O C party. Block party. We leave the K out of it. <laughs> uh, 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 did you know Weezer is considered an indie band? Yeah, I think I did. I think I did. Uh, you're like really. on the, like, I don't know. Like, I guess indie is defined as like, you're not part of a major label. You're independent, sure. right? So like, yeah, you have big bands, right? Like Weezer's huge. Uh, so I guess most people, because like the indie scene is like, oh, they're just a small band trying to make it. Oh, Weezer doesn't need to make it. They've made it. <laughs> right. I think when Weezer, I think when Weezer was like early on, like I remember in uh, in like high school and stuff when I was listening to Weezer, you know, I, I think at that point in time, they were considered more indie because some people knew about them, some people didn't. And if you knew about them and kind of like were into their music, you know, you were like kind of in that hipster crowd, I guess. Right. But, but now I feel like Weezer has had so many records and especially with the Hello Mega Tour, it's like, I think there are people that went on the Hello Mega Tour, I'm sure there were, that knew who that knew who Green Day was like up and down, but had right. never seen Weezer. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just weird to think about stuff like that, but I'm sure it's true because it was Weezer, Green Day, and uh, 
fallout boy and that's a pretty interesting mix for like a two you know a tour <laughs> right because even fallout boy like they're i mean they do have some songs that are kind of pop punk genre but i think like overall i wouldn't consider fallout boy like pop punk you know they're they're more just like i don't know they, they could be considered a little indie too um you know maybe some rock maybe like some emo at times yeah yeah maybe 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 but i don't know that'd be a cool tour man i i still would love to see weezer at some point in time i haven't seen them in concert yet i'd like to see them eventually uh yeah i haven't seen weezer in concert either that would be pretty neat yeah portugal the man their new song is called dummy the chrome sparks remix and it's pretty uh it's pretty fun and they have an autographed version of their new record which is called chris black changed my life and the I thought about buying it, and the main reason I thought about buying it was it's a, I think it's a glow in the dark. This one's pink, but on their website they have a glow in the dark version of their record, and I was like, dang, I don't have any glow in the dark records yet. That would be cool. I don't think I have any glow in the dark either. Right. I don't think so. I think I've had the opportunity to buy a few. I just haven't been like quick enough because usually if there's a glow in the dark variant. It's like the first one to sell out because it's the the rarest usually. Um, but anyway, like I thought that was pretty rad. But the song's cool. Um, I've also been listening to Story of the Year because there there was a re a fifteen year anniversary uh, re release of the Black Swan, and there's some really really cool variants of that. So that's been really fun to go back and and revisit. And that's only like twenty five bucks for the repress. So that one's not too bad. Yeah, that's not. Not too bad. 25 bucks is good. Right. It's not a $60 vinyl. It's yeah. Yeah. That's the limit. 60 bucks. <laughs> right. We're uh we're getting to that point now where vinyls are so expensive. I'm like, I'm like, ah, yeah, it's not that bad. And it's like, this is a hundred dollars. Like, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You're like, yeah, but it's not 120. See, I'm I'm having to like, I'm having to justify it that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man I mean we got um I don't think there's anything else I haven't really been listening to a lot of new stuff no uh there's a new there's a new Mayday Parade song that's really good and a new Neck Deep song called Meet You There 2.0 I'll meet you there so not really new records, but but new uh, some new songs. But yeah, this this week's been kind of a blur, man. I like I did did a bunch of stuff this week. Lily and I were really busy, um, just kind of going around doing things. She had her gymnastics class, and she's gotten so good at her like cartwheels and handstands and stuff. She did a cartwheel on the balance beam, like the balance beam was on the ground. It wasn't like up in the air yet, but I was still impressed that she did. You know that she did a, a cartwheel like on the balance beam. And was able to like actually land on it. I'm like, I would, I would hurt myself if I did that. Yeah, I'm gonna need her to like uh, nut up and put that balance beam up in the air. At least, at least 17 feet high. You know, at least. Yeah. All right. It's time to nut up or shut up, Lily. She's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, what? you're seven. <laughs> you can do it. Do it. Do it now. Yeah, she was like, watch this, Dad. I'm going to, like, do a cartwheel on the balance beam. And I'm like, okay. And, like, she just runs over there and just, like, sure enough, just straight up does it. I was like, okay. And you're like, like watch this, dang. Lily. You try to get up and just, like, pull a hammy. You're like, oh. Yeah, basically. 
one of her teachers too was i was like so do you, so do you let them like do the balance beam like higher up and she's like well usually we start lower and then we, then we like raise it up so we can kind of hold them and then she like kind of stops talking halfway through and she's like but with lily i think she just want to do it and i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's fearless so she just wants to go for it and then if she falls uh i guess she falls and then she'll get back up so i get knocked down but i get up again uh, I thought, no, man, I was wrong. I thought this was a glow in the dark one, but it's 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 a pink vinyl, but that's still cool. Baby pink, but it is cool though. The Portugal the man, it's a baby pink. It's one of four unique covers, one of seven pressings. So I guess it's random which cover you get and which pressing you get. So that's kind of cool. Printed insert on the inside. It's a cool looking vinyl, but anyway, there you go. Anyway. Anyway, there you go. The artwork for this record is super cool, man. Super cool. Super cool. Uh, so nothing, yeah. ex- nothing exciting for you this week, man. Nothing, uh, nothing noteworthy. No, man, not really. Uh, just super busy. About to be super busy for like the next two weeks, and then I'm, I'm probably gonna try to schedule my my snippy snip so I don't end up with any more kids because fuck that. And. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna go through with that. Yeah, dude, I can't have any more kids. Like, uh, my two year old is like the spawn of Satan, right? <laughs> my six month year old looks like she's about to be the spawn of Satan. And then between my son and my teenage daughter, I just can't. I just, I just can't. No. My, did I tell you that my buddy, my one of my Geek Squad buddies, went through that procedure and uh, it like they didn't do it right the first time, so he had to go back and get it done again. Yeah, it's pretty common. Yeah, that sounds horrible. I'm like, you know what? Listen, that sounds better than though. More kids, more kids, like another 18 year commitment at least. But let's be honest, because like kids is the average age of a kid moving out of their parents' house now is like 30, so it's like a 30, a 30 year commitment. <laughs> you just have to have a conversation with them early on and be like, listen, we're not going to drag this out. Okay. Well, I mean, when did you finally move out of your parents' house? Uh, I was. I was like twenty. I was almost twenty-seven. When exactly. I See? Yeah, it's like the average. There's nothing wrong with it, right? No, like, nothing wrong at all. I mean, my parents <laughs> like we had. Good, my parents and I had good conversations about it. You know, they were like, "Hey, if you're, you know, like I was paying for a lot of my own stuff and everything. I wasn't paying like rent. I know that some some of my friends, their parents like charged them rent, but like my parents uh, didn't. They really enjoyed having me and my sister there. You know, and basically like once I got married." Um, you know, I moved out and uh, got got my own place, um, which was which was rad. But uh, yeah, man, it was it was nice if you can manage that. I mean, so like the charging rent thing is like when you're a kid. So like, but you had like a job and you were working and like yeah. trying to better yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was paying for my own stuff, paying my own bills, you know, all that sort of stuff. It was like I was living at my parents' house for free. Like that's where I would go and sleep, and you know, obviously they would like buy food and stuff, and then I would also buy food and things. So that was very. Uh, very mutual but yeah it was nice yeah so like if my kids I, I told them I was like if you're in school uh, or you're working and you're trying to like better yourself no rent but the second you become like a lazy slob uh, you're gonna start paying rent right you know well, and when you, go ahead I'm sorry and, and then I told them I was like and then when you can't afford to pay rent because you're a lazy slob uh, I'm going to evict you and you won't be able to afford to pay the lawyers or court fees so it's better if you just leave <laughs> It's better if you just leave well, or get to or get to if job. you let somebody live in your house, right? Even if like it's just for a while, I think if they're there for longer than 30 days, you can't just kick them out. 
legally you have to go through the eviction process. I think I think you're correct. I think there is some really weird legal stuff about that because I have clients that that rent property and things like that. And yeah, it, that you're exactly right. It's like they own the property. There's somebody they're renting it, but they have to legally do like X, Y, and Z. They can't just evict that person. Right. Yeah. So yeah, dude, it's like, it's hard. And like being a parent, you know, you want to, you want to bless your kids and you want to do what you can for them, but you also want to prepare them for real life. And that can be really hard when, uh, you know, that can be hard sometimes, but it's, it's important. Like I me, mean, I have to tell Lily all the time. It's like, this is how it's going to be like in life. You know, when she's bummed out that she doesn't get something, it's like, you're not going to get everything that you want in life. It's just not going to be that way. It's going to be lots of things that you want and there's things you got to say no to, and there's things that you can get, but you can't get everything that you want, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, because it's just like raising your kids any other way. It's just hard. It's like, you're going to, you're going to let them like run the show and you're going to let them have unrealistic expectations about how things are. It's like, uh, that's not good either. It's not good for you. I mean, you can let them have those, but then you have to be willing to let them uh, attempt to, to live how they expect to live and fail. Yeah. Letting your kids fail is it's important too. as hard as that is like, it's like, okay, go ahead and try that. Let me know how it works out. Yep. Like, you know, like I want my teenage daughter to move out and fail. Mm -hmm. Like I want you to go out there. I want you to try, and then when you fail, you can come back. <laughs> you can come back. You right? can tell me all. You can tell me all about it. But she's pretty smart. Like she already has like a list of appliances that she knows she's gonna want when she moves out. Nice. She's, like, making a list of like, okay, when I move out, I, I want this, 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 and this. Uh, like we got that Ninja ice cream maker thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you told me about that because you you were making like uh like were you making like fruit ice cream and stuff with it? Yeah. So we we've only made uh. Well, we made strawberry ice cream, which is, by the way, was super delicious. That sounds amazing. Uh, I love strawberries. And then she made mango ice cream, which was also, she said, was super good. It was gone before I got any. Mango. And then she made, uh, we got strawberry banana on tap right now. Um, I made like a, a, a healthy fitness ice cream. So it was dairy free. Oh, uh, nice. It was dairy free, sugar free, uh, chocolate, like pro, uh, protein. Okay. So it had like it had like 38 grams of protein in the pipe, but it was only like 120 calories. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and it was pretty good. Um you know that sounds really good. Yeah, it was just dairy free. So I made it uh I made it with you have you ever heard of Ripple? Mm, I think I have. Is that like is that the the pea drink? Like uh the pea like the pea protein? Pea protein. So it's it's dairy, it's like milk, but it's made out of pea protein. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just realized when I when I said yeah, the pee drink, drink. <laughs> I was like, uh, "That's gonna sound like a massive if he's drinking urine." Yeah, so that was the the dairy replacement there, and then I just took uh, a pretty like not a weight gainer protein, but just like a protein supplement steak mix, uh, and I put a scoop of that in there uh, with a little agave for sweetener because it's natural and it doesn't trigger an in insulin response. Yeah, agave is great. Yeah, so uh, the biggest thing was I didn't want to trigger an insulin response uh so as a sweetener and then uh froze it and then mixed that up and then uh took some sugar-free chocolate chips after i mixed it up and put those in on like the mixing setting so it was like chocolate chips in there how much and, was this ninja ice cream machine uh so i actually i don't know how i found it but i got it on amazon.com and for me it was 180 bucks normally they're 250 okay 
Um, and you just new, like it was new in box, but I, I just found some seller that was selling it for 180 bucks. And what's the process for making ice cream in it? Like you just put in so you the make your base, right? Uh-huh. So like for the strawberry one, you cut up the strawberries, obviously, um, and then you add your sugar um, and you stir that every so often for 10 minutes, and then uh, you add in. Uh, I think it's heavy cream, right? And okay. you mix it all together. You put it into the little included pint container and make sure it's level in your freezer and freeze it. Okay. And then and then you take the pint container. It goes into the machine, right? It has to be a specific pint container. Um, but I ordered some off-brand ones. So we have a total of six pint containers, I think. And the off-brand, I got four for like nine bucks. Yeah, I feel like for any any machines like that, they always make like the third party accessories that, you know, works with whatever. And it's just as good as buying the real thing. Right. So uh, you freeze it and then you just put it in a little thing. And then it has different settings for like ice cream, sorbet, milkshake, smoothies, whatever. Right. That's rad. Um, and so it's kind of tricky. I had to watch a few videos because like it doesn't really work on the first time you spin it. So like if I hit ice cream, like that strawberry ice cream is going to come out kind of crumbly and weird. Uh so I had to do a, a there's a respin button where you just hit respin and it does it again real quick. Um, and then by then it's it's normally good, uh, you know, for the protein one, because it was dairy free. I think I had to spin it two full times, then do a respin. And then I did the mix in function. Well, does the dairy free um, milk or whatever you add to it, that could that could definitely change like the consistency of the ice cream or like. Oh, yeah, it, I added uh, I added xanthan gum which is like an emulsifier stabilizer. Yeah, it's in like a lot of things. Yeah, it's in a lot of like vegan stuff, right? Because uh, especially like dairy products or like chocolate, because if you don't have dairy, you can't really emulsify something. Right. Uh, so I added a, te- a teaspoon of xanthan gum in there as well to help help with that process. That's cool. I'll have uh, to look into that. That sounds really fun. Dude, like for you and Lily, I'm telling you, man, you would use the crap out of it. Dude, she loves doing things like that. If, if we can buy, like, buy more fruit and just, like, you know, let her make that. Like, she's she would have more fun making it probably than, than eating it. But I'm totally okay with that. But even so, like, uh, I think for the strawberry ice cream, like, if so, I, obviously, you buy, like, sugar and stuff in bulk, right? Mm-hmm. But so the stuff that you might not have that you would have to buy would be, obviously, strawberries uh, and then heavy cream, right? If you don't have heavy cream. But both those things are fairly cheap. Um, and we made four pints of strawberries or strawberry ice cream with probably six dollars worth of ingredients dang so it's like super cheap um and you can kind of like prep it in advance right so you can just have these containers pre-frozen in your in your freezer and then when you want to use them you just pull one out and use it that's awesome and then you I'll can, have to look i'll have to look into that if you don't eat it all, as long as you smooth out the top, you can put the lid back on the pint container and throw it back in your freezer. Um, and then when you want to use it again, just you know put it back in there and spin it again. Spin it again. Yeah, we that's, just, a, that's a setting that needs to be on every record player. Spin it again. Like since we got it, we've pretty much used it like daily. That's awesome, man. Yeah, kids love it. Uh, I think my my daughter prepped a mango sorbet today. Ooh, I love mango. Yeah, so it's like a sorbet, right? So the only thing that goes in here is uh, mangoes and water, and then you freeze it. And that then, sounds uh, amazing. And then, yeah, you put it on the sorbet setting, and yeah. Okay. Yes. But, but it's, the, it's the Ninja brand one. 
yeah, it's the Ninja Creamy, and it, it, Creamy is spelled C-R-E-A-M-I, Creamy. You know, I'll have to check Best Buy, because Best Buy sells, like, all the Ninja stuff. And well, I'm sure I, Best Buy has it. Yeah, Best Buy, because, like, Best Buy is where I got the, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Man, my words are not coming out lately. Best Buy is where I got the uh, vacuum sealer for the um, sous vide machine that I have, you know, and I was shocked that, like, they had they had the, like, the brand name stuff, so I got a pretty, you know, healthy discount on that stuff, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. Let me check here. I'm going to look it up right now on Best Buy. You should. Um, and then I also, when I got the machine, uh, Ninja actually has a couple of cookbooks for it. So I bought the beginner's cookbook. Uh, nice. And it just gives you like a ton of different recipes. Yeah, here it is. Ninja Creamy Ice Cream Maker. Seven one-touch programs. Cloud Silver is the color of this. Oh, you got the silver? Ooh. I got the black one. Wow. Wow. But how much is it on Best Buy? Two fifty. It's actually on sale right now, straight up retail for one seventy nine. Uh, normal price is two thirty. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I'm so, going to add it to my cart real quick and see if I get any any additional. Dude, I'm telling you, like even you and Amber look could have some fun with this. Oh, and uh, if you guys are feeling frisky, I don't. Does Amber drink? Uh, sometimes she's pretty much given up drinking. Uh like like i had like i have but um some like occasionally she'll have something i'm just saying like so it doesn't have to be like stuff that's going to get you jacked up sure uh, but there's some there's some like alcohol recipes in there that uh you know seem seem pretty pretty good without like overloading you and getting you wasted right they have like a white russian milkshake recipe in there i just want i just want some strawberry ice cream man that, that strawberry ice cream sounds so good Let's see here. Yeah, I might, I might snag this for Lily and because uh, her birthday is coming up. <laughs> here, kid, for your birthday, I got you a kitchen appliance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'll be like, like I'll get her other stuff too, obviously. But, you know, be like, hey, here's something we could do together. Yeah, um, like it benefits you. like, And that's how I kind of justified it, the purchase too. I was like, I want to use it. The kids will want to use it. Uh, everybody wins, you know. Like my wife really likes strawberry banana ice cream, so... We made nice. the, the ice cream base for her yesterday, so she'll get to try that out tonight. I get an extra like ten bucks off of it, so that's not Whatever, too bad. Dude, but one sixty, yeah, sale price is pretty legit. And then I just ordered the additional containers from Amazon. I just typed in Ninja Creamy containers and just bought like the off-brand package. Sure, that's legit, dude. I, that's good advice. I think I'm gonna do that because that'd be that'd be super fun to do with her. That and if you ever decide to start getting fit again, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can do like Greek yogurts and stuff in there too, uh, and do like froyo, um, and just look up like some some fitness ones where it's super low calorie but kind of like knocks out that sweet craving. Sure, and it's like when you have that sweet craving, it's uh like always like I always feel better when I eat something healthy and you know just like plain fruit and just eating that fruit in like different varieties is always really nice like i right. even like frozen grapes man like freezing some grapes in the freezer no, okay. first that's of all a legit you, snack if you don't eat your grapes frozen you're a fucking terrorist yeah that's that's true that's a fact i read it somewhere pretty sure i read it somewhere on the internet that. so it must be true <laughs> uh yeah so we've been using that so been been doing a lot of ninja creamy things um <laughs> yeah i do this pod our podcast is so rare so random i know uh, like we're like what, what are you listening to do? what games are you playing by the way ice cream <laughs> you make an ice cream lately uh, oh man 
Well, hopefully people that are listening are enjoying it. And uh, I don't know. This is just what we do, man. This is like, well, we've, we've said it before on the podcast, but this is our normal conversation. Like this is nothing outside of what happens every time that we talk when we're playing a game together. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I do have a question. You have an Apple watch, right? I do not. What do you, what do you wear a smartwatch? I do not. I have not worn a watch in general for what quite a fuck? while, but I have thought about getting an Apple Watch. I've been considering it lately. Well, you're not going to be able to give me any of the advice I was looking for, son of a bitch. I can give you advice. What's your question? All right. So I have an Apple. I'm wearing my Apple Watch right now. I have a Series 3, so like super old, right? Okay. Um, but I also have a really expensive Garmin that I wear for like military stuff. Okay. Uh, that's the military-focused one. It's like the Garmin Tactics. It's got a bunch of military programs in there uh, that you wouldn't need if you're not in the service. Okay. Um, so, and the watch band on that broke, which is why I'm wearing the the Apple Watch. All right. Because uh, I've had my Garmin, I've had that Garmin for six years, seven years, and the watch band finally broke. Okay. Um, and so I ordered a new one uh, that I, I'm not quite sure if I like for that. Anyhow, I was looking because I really like like the Garmin Fitness, I think is better than the Apple one. Okay. Like it just tracks more accurately, I believe. And it tracks more and it's a little bit easier to use when you're talking about fitness. And as somebody who works out, you know, five to six days a week, um, that's kind of a big deal to me. Yeah. Uh, plus the battery on my Garmin doesn't die. Uh, it like, it's good for 24 days. Sure. I have heard that the battery on the app, Apple watch is probably the only negative that I've consistently heard from a lot of people. I mean, maybe the newer ones are better in that regard, but I have heard that the battery sometimes won't even make it through the day. Yeah, so like uh, my Apple Watch will make it through the day, but I'm going to have to charge it the next morning and it takes about an hour to get to 100%. Okay. Um, so like today, like my watch, I charged it last night and I'm sitting like, you know, halfway through my day and it's at 68% already. Um, So it's not great, but I have a Series 3. They are a little bit better and they do have the Ultra Watch now, the Apple Watch Ultra or whatever, and that does have a two-day battery on it. Okay. Allegedly. Um, but like the downside to my Garmin that I have is it, you can't respond to text messages, like all the smartwatch features that are really cool, mm-hmm. right? Um, for everyday use, it just doesn't have because it's meant mostly for like utility. Sure. Uh, but I was looking and Garmin actually last year they put out a watch called the Venue. Well, not last year, it's the second iteration. It's called the Venue 2 Plus like v-e-n-u-e uh v-e-n-u space two plus okay uh and so it's it's a smartwatch but it's rocking an uh aml or an amoled amoled AMOLED, yeah so Uh it's full color and it has all of the smart smartwatch functions you would hope to have like answering calls uh responding to text messages like you know the samsung pay or not samsung but garmin pay or whatever uh, you know, you can download music to it um, so that if you don't want to bring your phone on a run or something, you have the music right there. You can connect sure. your headphones to it. All that good stuff. So it does. Uh, and then it still has all the fitness stuff that comes with, you know, owning a Garmin. Sure. And so I was thinking about maybe instead of getting an upgraded Apple Watch, maybe getting that. What's the price point of that Garmin one? Uh, so it, it retails for 449, uh, but they're on sale right now for like 359. Okay. So it's like, it's pretty on par with what you would spend for the Apple watch. 
Yeah, and the battery life. The battery life is uh, nine days. Okay. And it supports fast charging. I think I think the Garmin watches are super nice. I've like I see what you're saying. I mean, like you definitely are going to get more functionality with the Apple Watch because that's you know what it's designed for. Um, you know, in terms of like text and things like that. But for like just a really really good smartwatch overall, I've I've heard nothing but good things about the Garmin and the excuse me. The GPS functionality on the Garmin, like obviously it's is going to be, better. yeah, it's going to be like stellar. Like I still have a Garmin in my work car is like the GPS that I use mainly and it's out of date. It needs to be like updated with the maps and stuff, but even with it being outdated, like the GPS on it is still stellar, you know? Right. Um, so here, here's the like list of details on this. Uh, so battery life is nine days. It uses the 1.3 inch, uh, AMOLED touch display, uh, you can answer telephone calls via Bluetooth. Uh, over 25 pre-installed sports apps. You can download more. You just have to go through the app. Um, workouts with animated exercises, training plans, 24-7 health tracking, including body battery, stress level, pulse ox, VO2 max, all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, it tracks your sleep. Uh, so it does have a sleep tracker in there. So it'll monitor like how you sleep. Okay. Um, and then, of course, Garmin, Garmin Pay connected features such as smart notifications and emergency assistance. It is water resistant up to, uh, what is it, five meters? So about, what, five times three, 15 feet? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, for, when you're, for when you're deep sea diving. Yeah, like you're not going to go deep sea diving with this. So um, my Garmin actually is good for like, I want to say 500 meters. The garment I currently have uh -huh. is good for 500 meters, I believe. That's still pretty good. Um, and then some of the other cool stuff, like uh, they do have a smart scale that interfaces directly with the watch. Okay. That's rad. Yeah. Uh, to kind of help you track like body fat and stuff. Not that like you wouldn't care about all this stuff, right? Like you don't care about your body fat, right? I mean, I don't track it, but like I know what you're talking about because when I was in wrestling, like they, uh, you know, they actually had a person come in one time and like test all of us and you know do all that. But I don't personally keep track of it, at least not currently. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. um, Is it helpful know, for you, military? Huh? I was going to ask if it was helpful for you, like knowing where you're at. Uh, yeah, because I have to get I I have to get height and weighted. Uh, twice a year mm -hmm. um so i've I've never been overweight to where i need to get the body fat test but as you get older your metabolism slows down and so i am gaining weight and i'm like right there on the bubble uh so it's it's helped for me to kind of track where my body fat's at plus it lets me know if like what i'm doing is effective sure in terms of like trying to live healthy and cut fat you know definitely but i don't know like it it just seems like a, a pretty good deal Plus, it could be an everyday watch. You know, it, it doesn't have like a super rugged military look to it. It just kind of looks nice and sleek. That's something to think about for sure. It's like because when when it comes to like watches, at least for me, I care about the uh, like the size of it. When I was wearing one, like I don't want it to be too small, but I definitely don't want it to be like a gigantic watch either. You know, you want it to right. look nice. It's got to look, look good on your wrist. Like if you have a small wrist, uh, you don't need a fucking fifty-five millimeter watch. <laughs> right and then like you said if you buy like the certain models if you buy like the garmin military x 
ultra rugged outdoor and then you put that thing on your wrist and it has like you know antennas sticking off of it and like all this stuff and you're just like oh, i don't need that <laughs> no it's a, but even the garmin one uh it's pretty unassuming right it just looks like a smart watch it's just like i like it there's nothing wrong with it right like it's super awesome that i only have to charge my my watch once a month um it's super awesome but at the same time it's like i miss out on because i respond from to text messages uh, and even to you sometimes, you're like messenger from my watch. Oh, you do? Yeah, dude. Like, uh, like I just use uh, talk to text. Nice. You know, right? And that way I don't have to pull up my phone or sometimes like my phone might be in the kitchen or the bedroom or something. And like I get a message and I can respond to it. Or if I get a phone call, I can answer the phone on my on my watch. That is that is the one reason why I'm I'm considering an Apple watch, because I feel like when, especially when I'm working, like on my phone, I can feel it go off. I can hear it go off, but I can't answer it. And if I pull my phone out and I'm talking to a client to even answer a text, even if it's an important one, it just doesn't look the best, you know, when I'm in front of a client. So yeah. it'd be kind of nice just to be able to look at my watch real quick, see what the notification or the text is, be able to, you know, swipe it away and not, not worry about it. Um, so it's for those kind of things that like I'm finding like more and more need for it. Uh, so I'm actually like interested in all the Apple functionality, uh, so, so we'll we'll see. What I would tell you is maybe you should look at the venue because you're gonna get it. You're gonna get a watch with almost all the same features, uh, but at like two hundred dollars cheaper. Venue two, uh, because really the only thing you'd be missing out on the Apple Watch, unless you use like Apple Health or anything, mm-hmm, um, which I don't, is is like the Apple Pay functionality from the watch. But even with the Apple Watch. It doesn't use Face ID, so to to put an Apple Pay, you have to type in a PIN, and on a small watch face, that's kind of hard. Sure, and if you're going to use Apple Pay, it's probably just easier to pull your phone out anyway right. and like hold it up to the little reader, you right. know, or double tap it. Yeah, because yeah, you're you're right. The Venue Two, uh, yeah, three hundred bucks is what it's on sale for at Best Buy right now, and that's also a really nice looking watch. Like it's just a very, it's right? a good size. It's just like very it, simple, it can, but in a good way. It connects to your phone via Bluetooth. Right. So you're still going to be able to answer your calls and all that stuff. And then you, the only other thing you'd have to do is download the Garmin Connect app. Right. Uh, Which isn't, isn't that big of a deal. No, you just download it. And then uh, it does have uh, these washes charge super fast. Like my my current Garmin will go from zero, like completely dead to 100 percent in like 40 minutes. Right. They have one called the Music Edition. What makes it the Music Edition? So you're looking at the uh, Venue 2 SQ. Yeah, that was just one that popped up. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, so I haven't really looked. I, I like the round face hmm. of the venue two plus. I do too. Um, so uh, I don't know what the big difference is. I'm sure YouTube could probably answer that question. It's just weird that it says, uh, what did it, what did it say? It's a music edition or something like that. Yeah. Venue SQ2 music edition GPS smartwatch. I'm like, okay. Let, let's but find it, out. It looks like an Apple watch though. It does. Like it the, does. It's got the square exactly. face. Yeah. It's got the square face on it. I'll tell you. Let's find out. Let's find out. Let's do it together. <laughs> let's find out. But yeah, I, I agree with you though. I think the white, I think the white face, or not the white face, the circle face definitely looks a little nicer yeah let's not let's not make turn this into a race thing okay (laughs) (laughs) whoops (laughs) whoopsies reinforced polymer silver granite blue let's see here reinforced polymer was my nickname in high school 
So music edition, right? That's what it said. I wonder if it just has more memory internally for you to store more songs. Maybe, but if it connects over Bluetooth, like why can't you just play it that way? So the music edition gets 11 days of battery life. Um, hmm. Let's see here. And yeah, so hmm. like it does all your basic stat tracks. Uh, yep, Garmin Pay. Yeah, I don't, dude, I don't know. It's not really clear on their website about like what makes it the music edition. I like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm confused about. Like, Is it does more it have expensive? Something... No, it's actually like the same price or or cheaper. It's the same price as some of the circular ones. The only difference I see is like the the depth rating for, uh, you know, how much it can go underwater. Like there, there's actually one for 150 bucks on the Best Buy website right now on sale, but it's a... Uh, 33 meter with like a navy band and like a gold face um like it's a square one but still like that's a good price but yeah i don't know i don't know what makes maybe the sq doesn't have an internal memory for you to store music and maybe the music edition does maybe because on garmin's website the music edition is uh like 30 dollars more expensive hmm let's see here uh let's see where is my internal storage uh interesting it's not telling me where's all the internal uh stuff running features but honestly like i was saying if i got one it wouldn't be for any of those extra features at all you know like i as long as i can get text messages and phone calls that's really all i would care about so if it will do that then i would just go with the one that i like the look of you know right and yeah the look of but i mean so you're looking so like if you look at the venue sq right if you don't care about like the music and stuff like that uh the venue sq non-music edition is only 119 on garmin's website that's phenomenal and it, I mean, so it looks just like an Apple Watch, right? Like, so if you were considering an Apple Watch anyway, this wouldn't be far off base. Right. Um, and then, you know, you wouldn't have to worry. I, I like the music stuff, like, because you may not use it right now, right? Sure. Um, like, you, you might be like, I don't need the music stuff, really not ever going to use it. But what happens, like, one day when you finally, you know, have, like, a backyard or something and you're mowing grass and you just want to, like, listen to a podcast or music while you mow grass? Oh, I, I see what you're saying. So you can you can basically do that without needing your phone nearby. Yeah, because you just download your playlist to your watch, um, and then you'll just have that playlist always available. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like offline, like you don't need your phone; it's just stored on your watch. I, I was thinking, like, I have my phone in my pocket, like, and it's connected to that. So why would I need to download it? But I I get what you're saying. Yeah, I guess the other functionality you'd miss out on, um, if you're talking about music, is I don't know how well the Garmin's work with uh, Apple Music. Because mm. I know, I know that's where you listen to most of your music, right? Uh, no, I, I do Spotify. I listen to my podcast through Apple Podcasts, but my music listening is still pretty much exclusively through Spotify. Like, I don't dislike Apple Music. I actually have both, but um, I just have all my playlists and all the customized stuff through Spotify. So I just roll with that, right? And then, like, if you if you look at it, like, I don't know if you ever ride bikes or anything. Um, but they have like all kinds of sensors for like bicycling that'll work with the watch um, to like help you, you know, 
tell you what your speed is, how fast you're moving, that kind of thing. Not that you do that competitively, uh, but like, I'm just a numbers guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the end of the day, I just like to look at my numbers. Like I'll, I'll go through my watch and I dig into all the metrics. I'm like, what did I do today? You, you know, know, doesn't the Apple watch also track your sleep? Uh, not that. Well, mine doesn't. Um, I mean, maybe it does. I haven't opened up Apple health. Okay. Uh, to see, let me open up Apple health real quick. I can tell you. Cause like, that's something I, I would be interested in for the Apple watches tracking, uh, tracking sleep. Cause I, I just would like to know, like I'm sleeping throughout the night, like peak hours, like that kind of stuff, you know? Let's see. Well, I, I can tell you from using the Garmin sleep tracking, um, even if Apple does track your sleep, the Garmin sleep tracking, you can read directly from your watch and it's way more uh, in depth, I think. That's cool. Honest. Let's see. Resting heart rate. Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> my my Apple Watch just told me to stop playing Star Wars and get up and go outside for 10 minutes. Right. Uh yeah, so I don't I don't see any um any sleep tracking here. Interesting. Maybe it's like certain models of it. It might be the newer ones. I think the newer ones added sleep tracking, but almost every Garmin watch has it. Um, and it's super cool, man. It'll tell you like, uh, you can see a graph because it, it uses your heart rate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll tell you like how long you were asleep, when you woke up, if you woke up. Um, it'll tell you how long you were in REM, uh, REM sleep or deep sleep. Um, and then sure. it just, it gives you like a quality rating too. It'd be like, Hey, your sleep was poor. You moved a <laughs> lot. Uh, your sleep was bad. It'll give you low heart rate warnings. Um, I know when I'm dieting pretty heavy, uh, I get into the dangerous levels where my heart rate starts to drop. So um, you need to use that to make sure you're in the healthy, yeah, healthy, uh, line. When, when you're not eating enough calories, like you, you slow down your heart rate. Um, and mine gets too low sometimes and it gives me a notification like, Hey, you're like last night, your heart stopped. You need to eat. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, that's not what you want to hear. Well, that's why like the, the cutting weight and stuff for sports is so unhealthy. Cause that's essentially yeah. how I do it. When we're about to have a weigh-in, um, I, I, I'm pretty much like a, a freaking wrestler or UFC fighter and go into like this hardcore diet for at least seven to 10 days yeah because because like my walking around weight is like 205 208 but i'm only allowed to be 200 and i don't want to get taped because i don't want to be like considered overweight so i just i force myself to get down to 200 yeah i did the whole dieting thing when i was in wrestling and it was it was not good man i was i was in high school and yeah i was trying to stay like under 121 and i just did not have the weight to lose. And so yeah. I like, I was starving myself to make like weigh-ins and then I would, you know, just eat so much food after like I passed the weigh in and then, you know, next wrestling meet, I'd have to like do it all over again. And I was miserable, man. It, it was so unhealthy. Like I would never, ever do that again. It was not a good time. Right. But all in all, I think I, I'm thinking about this just cause this watch, I don't have to charge every day. I have to charge my Apple watch every day. It's annoying. Uh, sure. I don't have to charge every day. I get all the functionality. It does have a full color screen. So I get all that cool, like bright colored features if I want, um, you know, and it does everything fitness wise. My current military Garmin does. It just lacks all the military applications. Bitten this pizza in my mouth. Like the military applications on my Garmin are like real time ballistics. 
so it'll that's give cool. you it'll give you like real-time ballistics readouts uh it, it'll calculate like if you're jumping out of an airplane by, by parachute it calculates all that stuff for you yeah it does military grid reference system for like map reading that's pretty awesome so like all that stuff's neat to have in the field um but for everyday use i, I kind of want something that's more feature complete for everyday stuff you know what i mean sure that's where i'm getting well, there well there you go People tuned in to hear about music and video games and they got an Apple Watch and Garmin review. And then if you buy one, hopefully you can give us some more in-depth review on how much you like it. Yeah. And the other tempting thing is they're they're clearancing all that Series Sevens on post, right? Because you know, uh what a, they're on Series 8 now, right? Yes. So all the Series Sevens that didn't sell, they're clearancing them. And I can get a, like a Series 7 for like 300 bucks. At the same time. Deal. Uh, I still would have to charge it like at least every day and a half. Sure. You know, I think uh, just going for the more uh, charging alone is going to be worth it, dude. Cause then you won't have to like, just charging stuff is annoying. Like I, when I was charging my phone every day before I got a new one, like it was just obnoxious to have to plug it in halfway through the day. And then if I was using it more on any given day, I'd have to charge it multiple times. Like I was over it, dude. It's not fun. You were using an Apple watch? No, 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 my actual phone. Like, because oh, yeah, yeah. I, I kept my iPhone uh, seven. <laughs> yeah, I kept my iPhone seven plus like forever because it was paid off and it was working. And I'm like, I don't need to get a new phone. It does but everything. Batter- you need. Yeah, but the battery on that thing just like it was so bad that, you know, there were there, there were some days where I have to charge it like twice a day and leave it plugged in for, you know, a couple hours at a time because it didn't have like quick charging, you know? Yeah. So I consider myself a power user on my phone. Like I'm on it all the time, really. Sure. Uh, and so Apple introduced after they got sued for the battery thing, there's this thing for, if you go into the battery setting on your phone, sorry, you're good. Uh, where's my battery at? So you go to the menu, you go battery setting and you can go battery health and it'll actually tell you the maximum capacity of your battery. Yeah. Right. So, so I've had this, I think I have an iPhone 11 or an iPhone 12. So I've had it for two years. Uh, sure. And I'm at 92% maximum capacity. So my battery is only can only charge up to 92% of its original. Yeah, it tells you like kind of uh, what what uh, wore down over time. Right. And then I do optimize battery charging too. So if I leave it on the charger overnight, it doesn't continually just supply full voltage uh, to the phone. It does like a maintenance voltage. So like it'll let it drain like a percentage and then it'll add a little bit. Um, just so that you're not, cause that's what kills your battery on those older phones. They didn't have, uh, the optimized battery charging. And so it just full, whatever charger you had it plugged into is full voltage all the time. And it just killed the life. Sure. So that's kind of cool. I'm just a little bummed that I'm at 92%. Mine is still at a hundred, but I got my phone like back in September, I think. So yeah. I've had it like almost a year and, you know, Apple does like Apple's really good at longevity. I think like I, every, every iPhone I've ever had, I take really good care of it to keep it for a long time um i've been really happy with the 14 though i got the 14 uh pro Pro and uh pro just the pro um i I, the the max was just too big man like it was too heavy um i i looked at them but i was like the honestly the pro is a bigger screen than what i had originally it fit in my pocket better um yeah and it was like bro do you even lift bro and it was like a little bit cheaper so Um, i rocked that so do you find that your battery still dies pretty quick like, are you charging it daily? Um, 
Yeah, I charge it like once a day. So some days I definitely use it heavier than others. But like I said, on a typical work day for me, I'm not on my phone that much besides it being in my pocket while I'm listening to podcasts. So it doesn't really wear down that much. Like if I'm not taking a lot of phone calls outside the norm or, you know, heavily using it, I'd say by the end of my, by the end of my shift and when I get home at like five o'clock or whatever, it's probably it. 60%, maybe 55, you know, if I use it like really heavily. So I'm not really having any issues. And do you have the always on display going? Yeah. Yeah. I have always on display. I have the true tone display on. Um, I usually have like multiple apps going in the background. Like I, I, you know, when I use it, I definitely use it. I'm not like babysitting the battery. And I think there's only been a couple days where I had to charge it, you know, towards the end of the day, uh, if I used it like a lot, or if I was on the phone a lot, but other than that, it's, it's, really uh it hangs in there man it's good yeah i don't know I, i'm just always like i like the really big screens so i think uh when i get a new phone which will probably be when i go back to the states actually i might try to get one here so you know apple switched over to eSIM, right uh-huh uh but here in europe it's against law to only have eSIM, so they have to have a physical sim and an eSIM, which technically makes the phone dual sim card that's kind of cool. Yeah, so you can technically have two different numbers stored in the phone at once. That's pretty rad. Yeah, so I might try to buy, like, I might try to get, like, a 15-year uh, just because I want the dual SIM. Sure. But. Makes complete sense. The The dual SIM, or I mean, the eSIM is a little weird. It's just, like, there's a little notch on the side of your phone where a SIM card would normally go, but it doesn't pop out. It's just literally inside of the phone, and you're like, okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. It makes it a lot harder, though, like if you need to get a replacement SIM card or a replacement phone, like they have to go into the computer and deactivate the eSIM in the other phone. It's kind of anno like annoying. Mm -hmm. Whereas before, they could just deactivate it, give you a new physical SIM, you were good to go. Right. It's a little more challenging now. Yep. But I guess it's better for like safety and consumers, maybe security. You know? uh, probably, probably better for, <clears throat> man, excuse me. Probably better for security because like you don't have a physical car that can be stolen, you know, right, or taken out of your phone. Yeah. Everything's, everything's inside the phone. Everything is more compact. You can't like, you can't uh, tamper with it. Cause I don't know if the new Samsung's like the S 23s and stuff, I don't know if they have eSIM or if they're still using regular SIM cards. I believe they're eSIM as well. Okay. So everything's kind of switching that way. Yeah. But I mean, just like with anything, there's probably a computer program that somebody who wants to steal cell phones can download and disable eSIMs. Sure, they've probably already figured it out. <laughs> right. Like it is what it is. But I like I love Apple, man. Like I'm an Apple, I'm an Apple dude. I will be probably till the day I die, and I'm okay do, with that. Like do you, do you have an iMac still? No. Um, I've had Apple computers in the past, but my it was a MacBook that I had before I got my first desktop PC that was like the hand-me-down one. Um, there was still a gaming computer though, so it was still pretty nice. But like my, it was a MacBook and it was really old and the battery on that thing just, just tanked and the OS got out of date, you know? But if I was going to buy a computer for just <clears throat> strictly like computer use and not gaming, you know, there's so many, like you can get a Mac mini now for uh, 600 bucks with the M1 chip in it. Um, so yeah. if you have a monitor, like to get an Apple computer with an M1 chip, it's like a 256 gigabyte hard drive, but still like Apple's- You can always plug in an external. 
yeah, you can plug in an external, you can, you know, you have a monitor, keyboard, mouse, whatever, you're good to go. But like, I've told my clients, I'm like, hey, if you need a new computer, $600, this computer is amazing. And if you need more, if you need more storage, uh, it's only 800 bucks for the 512 version. So right. like, and there's the, so many amazing options. That M1, are they on, they're still on M1 silicon, right? They didn't upgrade to M2 yet? Some computers are M2. Some of their MacBooks uh, are M2. I think they have some Mac minis that are M2, like the studios. And then the Mac M3, I think, um, I don't think it's out yet, but I believe Apple is teasing that they're going to be releasing like a 27 inch um, M3 iMac, which is going to be rad because I think people have been waiting for the new 27 inches to come out. They haven't had any of those with the M3 or the M chips yet. Dude, the well, first of all, the M1 silicon was is phenomenal, still is phenomenal. It's amazing. Uh, the mm -hmm. M2 is even better. And who knows? Like Apple has their something very special going on uh with their silicon that they make in-house now to save them money. Yeah. Um that is just like it's 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 just blowing everything else out of the water, like Intel, AMD, it doesn't matter. Uh the downside yeah. is, is Apple's still a very close pl platform. So like, if you want to do anything other than like media creation, uh, like play games really, or anything like that, like you can't, you can't do that on an Apple, you know? Right. But no, they're, they're incredible at what they're doing, man. And like the only, the only thing that's kind of challenging, and I mean, it's a good thing, but like every uh, Apple computer I've set up that has the M1 chip in it, the security on it and the, the way it changes, like how the computer functions and authorizes things, that's been kind of annoying um, because like it, it literally will make the computer even harder to access like for certain applications and things like that. And right. if you're doing a data transfer from an old Mac that's not in, in M series to any of the Macs that have the, the M chips, there could be some really weird issues because the like the base you know, core of the system is different. And that that M chip just recognizes things completely different. And so it can cause issues, which is a bit of a bummer, but it's not super frequent, just something I've noticed. Yeah, you know, Apple's all about their security. Yeah, and like I said, it's a good thing, but like I had a really weird issue and I'm trying to remember what it was, but I was talking to one of my buddies and he's like, yeah, this is like an M1 issue is like why it's doing this. Like, you know, you, this program won't work with the, the M1 chip or, you know, whatever the case may be. So it's all good things. It's nothing like detrimental, but it's just something to be aware of. You know, it's like, cause it's so proprietary and, you know, Apple's like always on the forefront with stuff like that, that there's bound to be things that are like, yeah, this isn't going to work, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to tell you uh, the other thing I've been doing, it was I commandeered my, my daughter's iPad that I bought for her. Cause she just wasn't using it. <laughs> I commandeered she, it. Well, she, well, I need it for school because a lot of my books are digital uh, uh -huh. and I don't really have an e-reader um, and she wasn't using it because the, her school gave her a computer. Plus I built her a desktop. Um, and so I was like, Hey, do you mind if like I use this, uh, whatever? Cause you know, it's hers, but you know, not going to use it. I'll use it. But all that being said, uh, have you ever messed around with procreate? Uh, a very little bit. My cousin is a super good artist and she just got procreate about a year ago and she's been designing tattoos and other really awesome things like that. And she let me mess with it a little bit. It's super rad. Yeah. So I, I bought one of the paper, uh, the paper textured screen covers for the iPad, you know, nice so like to, to write on. So it feels like paper and I have an Apple pencil. Um, uh, and I've been messing around with procreate. So I, I want to redesign our logo. 
Nice. You're like, you did a terrible job, Josh. I'm going to redo this. No, like you're, yours is great. Like I kind of want to take that in, like import that into Procreate and then Procreate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I, you know, it totally makes sense. I wanted to do a better job with the one originally. Um, it was just hard because I was doing it on, uh, I think I just did that with like the Microsoft, you know, like 3D paint program that comes with the computer. Mm -hmm. And that program's not terrible, but it's not great either. Like there's really no way to undo if you make a mistake, like you really have to do it right the first time. Like the tools are just not great to use. Whereas Procreate, like you can layer, you can, you yeah, know, zoom layer. in, like you can do so much stuff. You can rotate. If you can't draw a perfect circle, you just have to double tap it and it'll fix it. Yep. You know, uh, so I've been messing around with that. So uh, maybe sometime in the next three years, a logo redesign will happen. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> like so there, there you go. We'll have to redesign our logo and well, then people will be like, we like the original. I've been using the iPad for work too, for like notes and meetings. Nice. So I just write on it. Uh, Cause I, I also paid for a note app that was highly recommended uh, through a bunch of like YouTube videos and stuff for the iPad where you can just write and it puts it in text form. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Those are cool. You know, that way I always have like a digital notepad. Uh, Cause I got carry, sure. tired of carrying around notebooks. 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 Uh, but I guess that's going to cover the, the, the bullshit <laughs> part of it. Uh, you've been playing a lot of, uh, Jedi survivor. Yes, I have. So have you, <laughs> uh, well, let's, okay. Let's talk about the elephant in the room is uh red fail. I mean, Redfall. I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, I'm kidding. We both, we both tried it and had, uh, had similar, similar takes on, on the game. I think I've, I think I put in an hour. And, I put in and, and that's it. I put in slightly longer. It's not okay. So I'll say this. It's not completely unplayable, right? Like there probably is fun things to be found there, especially if you have a group of four people that want to play that game. Like you could probably hop in, have a good time for like sure. an hour. Uh but man, the game feels super dated. It doesn't run well uh at all on PC, which is where we played it. Um, I heard it's even worse on the Xbox. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And and it's just a big disappointment because this is Microsoft's first big, like, next-gen only first-party launch. Yeah. Um, And, man, does it just – it failed hard. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it was bad enough that Phil Spencer, he got on a podcast uh, with the Kind of Funny group they do on Xbox podcasts. Um, so he okay. came on live with them and did like an interview and, and just like, yeah, he was like, I'm not having the best week type of deal. And he just kind of apologized. They asked him a bunch of questions. He was like, Hey, it, you know, I'm always apologetic when, you know, we, we launch a product and it doesn't meet our, our gamers expectations or whatever. It was very corporate speak, but also like very honest. Like you can see it in his face. Like he's just been getting beat up left and right for a week. Sure. Uh, you know, it, there's, and then people began to criticize the interview because he goes in there and says that they'll never be able to compete with Sony in the console market. Uh, so that's not their goal. Their focus is Game Pass, really. Sure. Uh, type deal. Um, but they did ask him about Starfield. They're like, hey, because he, he attributes the Redfall failure to like, they acquired uh, Bethesda Zenimax, which owns Arcane. Mm -hmm. um, and he was like, you know, we we bought them. The game was already pretty far in development, and we really didn't help them. 
Like we didn't step in as Microsoft and be like, hey, here's all the resources. They just kind of let it go. Um, and by the time they realized they needed to do that, it was too late. Yeah. Uh, so he, he attributes the, the failing to him as being the head of Xbox, not realizing that they needed help early on. Um, and then someone asked him about Starfield. They're like, hey, so like, what's the deal with Starfield? And he was like, with Starfield, we've been involved 100% like the whole way. Sure. He's like, he's like, so so we expect that one to do a lot better. Um, and then, of course, there's the 30 frame, 60 frame debate for consoles, which for me doesn't matter because we play mostly on PC, you and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a cool interview. People bashed him like, oh, he has a defeatist attitude. Like you can't, you're never going to win if you say like, hey, we're never going to be able to compete. And I'm like, look, the ideas are just different. Microsoft doesn't give a shit if you play Redfall on a PC or on a box. Like, they don't care. <laughs> you know, Right. They, they care if you buy the game and they care that you're buying their stuff and I, investing in I don't even software. think they care if you buy the game. They would rather just have you pay your monthly subscription for Game Pass. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. They care yeah. about getting, they care about the funds. Yeah. Right. Um, yep. So, so they're just in a different place, right? Like if you don't buy a PS5, the chances of you playing a PlayStation game are slim to none, right? Unless it's five years later and it comes to PC. Exactly. And then by that time, do you still care about the game or not? Yeah. I mean, I still do. I still buy all the PC ports, but even the last PlayStation port for The Last of Us was fu- fundamentally fucked up for at least a month. <laughs> Yeah, and like typically if I really want to play an exclusive, you know, I will play it immediately. And that's like, I will definitely buy a console for exclusives. And that's that's why I bought my PS5 when I did is, you know, like I wanted to play Ratchet right when it came out, but obviously didn't get a chance to. But that like Gran Turismo was around the corner when I bought mine and I still have Gran Turismo. So Hmm? Horizon. Horizon, yeah. Speaking of Gran Turismo, like I know I talked about this at the beginning of the podcast, but when I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy last night, oh, there was the trailer? a trailer. Yeah, there's a trailer for Bro, the Gran Turismo movie. And I'm like, what? And apparently it's based on a true story. And I'm like, yeah. I, gotta look, I gotta look more into this. It's about a kid who like learned how to drive using Gran Turismo and became a professional racer. Yeah, but had to like go to an actual real racing camp and you know get trained and all this sort of stuff. So it looked it looked really interesting. Like it looked like a very serious movie based on like the Gran Turismo name. And I'm like, I will definitely go see that. Yeah, it looks good, man. I'll, like I'll go see that. Like, uh, keep giving me good content. Like I'll, I don't care if it's Microsoft content, Sony content, whatever. If it's good, I'm gonna go see it. Um, and I think that's just the argument for Xbox in general, is they have yet to launch like a very good first-party AAA game. Halo Infinite, like I heard the campaign is great. I still haven't completed it. We still need to co-op that, by the way. Sure. That would be a fun um, one. That's going to be a banger. Yeah, I bet you that's more fun than Redfall. Yeah, I bet uh, you. So. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. I was like, we we played games together a little bit on Friday. At least we talked while we were playing games and hung out for a bit. But yeah, I was like, hey, you want to play some Redfall? And you were like, eh. And I was like, yeah, that was a bad recommendation. And that's basically where that conversation ended. <laughs> well, like, like we said we were going to do it. So I booted up Redfall and I was playing. And as I was playing, like, uh, I think I just said, yeah, hey, dude, like, I don't really feel like playing Redfall. Like, it, it's not fun. <laughs> and you're yeah, like, for me, I think I told you, for me, the biggest complaint was like, I was playing on, again, like a hard difficulty because that's how I enjoy most of my games. But the game didn't feel challenging at all. And when I hit, um, 
and I came across enemies, even like groups of enemies, there were like five or six enemies and I would hit them, you know, two times with my pistol or whatever, like the starter pistol and they'd be, they'd be down and that's it. Like it never felt overwhelming and maybe the game, maybe that changes. And I think you said in the reviews, it, it doesn't change, but, uh, but that was kind of my experience. I was just like, okay, like where's the enemies. And when you fight vampires, which I thought was like the main thing of the game, there's like one vampire, you know, and once you get that, that shotgun, which is like a guaranteed reward from the first mission, the vampires like can be taken out in a couple shots. And I'm just like, okay, like what's the point of this? Yeah, just freaking melting vampires. Yeah, it wasn't very difficult. Um, yeah, I mean, the guns feel okay, the gunplay feels fine. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. It's Phil, Phil did that interview. You can tell, like, they're definitely, he said they're going to reevaluate their internal processes, uh, in terms okay. of like being hands-on with the games before they ship them so that they make sure this doesn't happen again uh because it's super detrimental to the brand right like uh but does the zenimax still kind of operate autonomous autonomously right they don't really answer to anybody right um, but at the end of the day you're owned by xbox so it's a direct reflection on that leadership and you that's just how it goes you have to take responsibility for that stuff mm-hmm. so kind of a bummer uh because I, I really wanted to like it i was like oh sweet a new co-op shooter me and josh can play and then i was just like oh no oh no i mean i do think like i think you and i would enjoy it in terms of if we booted it up and we were mainly just playing it just to chat like we are now and hang out and you know kill some enemies in the meantime and get guns and stuff like are you gonna have a good time probably you know but but the the fun's going to be from hanging with your buddies. It's not going to be from like making progress in the game or, or, or the game being challenging, you know? Right. Uh, Cause like, I, I like, I like it when a game is challenging. That's why I play games on the hard difficulty, but even like you and I, when we played um, remnant together, like remnant was awesome because it was super fun. You know, it had that co-op element, but it was a really challenging game. And when we, when we beat like a hard part in that game, it, it felt good. It felt rewarding, you know, and and like and then we both when, had, when your teammates consistently letting you down for four hours in that game, it doesn't feel rewarding. It doesn't feel rewarding when you fight the butterfly boss and you're like, would you stay back and, and not die? And I'm like, I'm helping you. And you're like, you're you are not. You were yelling at me. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, remember that butterfly boss? I know you do. Yeah, that was our second playthrough. Yeah, you you were getting super frustrated. You were like, "Dude, just stay back," because like I you think kept running the, out. Like, well, yeah, and the butterfly boss can't he like fly his wings you off like, the bridge? Yeah, he can blow you off the bridge, and that's what was happening. Was like I would, you know, we'd be doing good, and then he would like throw me off the bridge, and I'm like, um, I'm down, and then you would die because you know one one v one is hard in that game. Yeah, um, but yeah, so that's Redfall in a nutshell, and that comes on the back of the CMA blocked the acquisition of Activision Blizzard yeah, uh, in a surprise decision because even like people inside the CMA were expecting them to approve it. And I guess top officials came through and said, nope. So he dealt with the block and now they got to go to the, uh, the cat or the, the competition acquisitions tribunal. Nice. Which is like the CMA's court uh, who notoriously never overturned shit. Um. But the arguments are pretty pretty stacked in Microsoft's play, uh, favor. Uh, the reason they never overturn anything is Microsoft has to prove that the CMA made an error, uh, like in not an error in judgment, but an error in like facts of the case. Like they they miscalculated market share or something like that. Um, sure. But I think Microsoft can prove it, so we'll see where that goes. 
even so, I guess if uh, like, let's say the CMA, like that, that decision holds, Microsoft can, can get around it by simply just not offering uh, Activision Blizzard titles on Game Pass in the UK. So they can just be like, well, and if you live in the UK, these games aren't available in your region. Sorry. Uh, type deal. Sure. Um, so it doesn't mean the deal is dead. I, I think if it doesn't make it through the FTC or the EU, then the deal is dead. I don't know. But I don't really care because I have a PC, I have a PS5, I have an Xbox. I'm going to play Diablo next week when they do the stress test. And then I'm going to play Diablo <laughs> again at the beginning of June when it goes live. Right, because this year is flying by and it's yeah. like already almost halfway through May. <laughs> yeah, and if they come out with a dope Call of Duty this year, I'll probably play that too. I don't care. Is this is this the year that they're doing Call of Duty? Because it was like every other year, right? No, they always do Call of Duty every year. But when Microsoft was at the beginning of the purchase, they said, hey, we're going to go to a non-annualized cadence. Mm. Um, and then since the deal looks like it's not going to be done by this year, they're going to pull a Call of Duty out of their ass. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, because like that's their money maker. If they don't release Call of Duty, they're fucked. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like on the back of Redfall and the CMA block, like my, uh, Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, is just not having a good time. <laughs> no bueno. No bueno. Oh man. But you've been playing lots of Jedi Survivor, so have I. Yeah, that game's fantastic. I mean, we we. T- considered playing redfall but then like during that time i was fighting the boss and jedi survivor like one of the legendary bosses and i'm like hey man i'm just gonna like beat this boss and we just ended up talking and then you were talking about jedi survivor so basically like we've just been playing that and that game is super super fun man there's just so much to do i really really enjoy it um and the gameplay just feels so good like all the abilities that you get the combat like there's so much to explore it's just it's just a great game man i've got like no complaints about it. And this whole time, I know there's been performance issues with some people. I've only had the game crash on me one time. And it was like the second day that I played it, like the second day it was out, it crashed on me once. Other than that, um, I've had like maybe a little bit of slowdown when the game first boots up, but then, but then, you know, it kicks in and everything is, is totally fine. Like once it kind of optimizes all the game files and stuff. Um, That's, I really haven't had any complaints, man. It's just been super fun and I've been enjoying it. Yeah, it kind of reminds me, it gives me Uncharted vibes because you, you're you like exploring these areas with a lot of these really big vistas. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of puzzle puzzle sections in there where you have to solve like little puzzles. Um, yeah, and the puzzles get hard, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at some of these like optional puzzle, like secret puzzle rooms that show up. And it's just like, wow. <laughs> have you have you unlocked any of the upgrades for uh, BE1 yet? Uh, no, I have not. So you do those by finding the data disc, right? Or, uh, is it, what do you, what do you have to do to find? Or so he gets like, he gets like actual upgrades and I think that they're automatic, like as you progress through parts of the story, but, um, one thing, so you've run across those, uh, you've run across the little like, um, sphere, like bomb guys that follow you around. Right. And then you can like lift them up and throw them to like yeah, explode, yeah, little, explode those walls uh, spear, like, spear bombs or whatever what are they called yeah, yeah yeah and like early in the game you pick those things up right to throw them at like the the grayish blue walls yeah. to like explode the yep. stuff to you know progress but um later in the game you'll eventually get an upgrade for bd1 that lets him like spray 
this rock stuff like out of his like out of his head mm -hmm. and and it like lights on fire like this rock stuff so basically like you have to you know go into like this view where you're aiming with him and you spray like a rock trail like these explosive rocks like where you want it to go so you have to get like the fire from like point a to point b like using his little trail mm -hmm. and there's um these puzzle rooms where like there'll be like water in the room so you can't put like the rocks where the water is so you're like okay well how do i get from here to here without touching the water and all that kind of stuff and it gets really it, it gets really complicated you got to get really creative <laughs> yeah uh, I'm, I'm trying to kind of focus on mainline because you know how I get with big games, I get overwhelmed. And yeah, it's stop. a very overwhelming game. So, so like, uh, I told you, I, I still haven't beat the rank war, dude. I just gave up on that little motherfucker. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, dude, he, he's a one hit kill. Like, and I, I think one time I had like maybe one or two hits left on him and I got caught by the one hit kill. Cause I like got backed into a corner and I was like, well, like, all right, I'm moving on. <laughs> yeah. It's the that's the worst part about those legendary enemies is you can have a perfect fight and if you get if you get caught by their one like insta KO attack you're just like cool thank you yeah um so I'm just trying to stay focused on like the main story a little bit uh, plus I read an article that said like you know get off of uh, Kobo which is the first planet and progress the main story a little bit and you'll have more fun because you're gonna unlock some things that otherwise you wouldn't have access to yeah I just got um. I just got a dash ability in the story, which makes the, the gameplay like so different. Cause you can like jump and then do your, your Jedi flip, like your double jump, and then you can dash. And so you can like uh, combine all that together for these really, really long, like wall runs and all this crazy stuff. So yeah, every, every ability you get, they let you use it immediately. And then the game's really good about showing you like how you can tie everything together. And it's just like never a question of what you have to do, you know? Right. Uh, but are you still on Jedi? No, I'm. Uh, I finished the Jetta part, so I just finished the main story in Jetta. Went back to um, Kobo. That's the planet you start on, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went back to Kobo, and as soon as I got back to Kobo, um, there's some stuff that happened, which is the next part of the main story. Uh, so that's that's where I'm at. And then, like I told you, I got really sidetracked by one of the characters in the uh, Pylon Saloon. Like she's like a bounty hunter character, and there's a part in like the story where you take out a bounty hunter and she she's like okay there's more of these guys for you to take out and so i started like just going back to her and then go did you have to find her galaxy. out in the wild and ask her to come back because i've talked to everybody in that saloon and i i was not able to start that quest line i think she was uh i think maybe you haven't made it to that part in the story yet or maybe it was a side quest maybe it wasn't the story part but she's like the lady with the really big hat no i've talked to her yeah exactly and she's she doesn't really say a whole lot to you yeah no yeah so that lady like I, I forgot where it was in the story maybe it was a side quest but there's like there's a point in time where you run into like a jetpack bounty hunter and you defeat the bounty hunter and after you defeat him she like sh shows up and was like i've been watching you like nice job taking that guy down like there's a lot more of these and then she'll actually start talking to you at the at the saloon um and you can like collect more bounties but there's 16 bounties in total and they get progressively harder so it's uh i mean just that alone is like probably i don't know three to four hours worth of context so you got to go all over the galaxy to find these people and then figure out where they're hiding and beat them and all that stuff it's 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 nuts man the game is huge yeah so really enjoying that um and then i played a little bit of destiny and uh i told you like i feel destiny. like destiny sucked the fun out of the out of the game by making everything too hard sure uh because you know destiny is all about gear and like getting that perfect build um 
but with randomized loot and some of it's pretty hard to come by because almost every build requires some weird exotic. So if you just don't mm -hmm. have it, there's no way for you to really farm it unless you go do like legendary lost sectors. Um, and even some of those can be pretty hard. So like you, cause you're not going to have like a super great build cause you need this one piece. And now you're trying to do legendary content, uh, which just makes the game not fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause you're struggle, you're struggle busting all the way through it. Um, I don't know. I like, I wanted to play Lightfall way more than I have. Uh, but at this point, like I'm not having fun playing it. So I've just kind of like stopped. Right. If you're not having fun playing it, then, then what's the point, you know, with, with any game, like, like that's kind of what I said about Redfalls. Like I played an hour. I feel like I gave it a fair shake, maybe a little bit more than an hour. And I just wasn't like, I just wasn't thoroughly enjoying it. Like it was just kind of like, eh, like, okay. So I'm not going to force myself to go back and play it, you know, whereas like Star Wars, I'm enjoying everything I'm doing in that game. So I'm going to keep playing it, you know? So I, I hear you hundred percent on that. Right. So I don't know, play a little bit of that, but not much, mostly uh, Crucible because Crucible is still kind of fun. So exactly but that's it I, li I like that well cool man well we should probably uh i i have to wrap up anyway because uh my lily's gonna be dropped off here pretty soon so i gotta get ready for her so i can get her ready for church and stuff today um but i think we, we talked about a whole heck of a lot today so this was kind of like a, a tech review and a gaming podcast and mu a little bit of music but mainly gaming and like a tech review with like watches and stuff like all in one so there you go right <laughs> the name yep. the name of this episode can be watch us talk about Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> Watch in parentheses. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh man. Well, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Sorry for the randomness this episode. Uh, but that's what we do sometimes here. So hopefully you enjoyed it. We like we just like technology and like to talk about cool new things that are out and what we enjoy and what we're what we're into and excited about. So if you're into that, uh subscribe to our podcast, shoot us a message if you want to. Um I'm gonna check our email. I haven't checked it in like forever. I'll check it real quick. There's probably why nobody emails. They're like, yeah, these dudes never check our email. These, well, they, these guys they say they're going to check our so. email and they don't. Let's see. If you want to shoot us an email, you can hit us up at the MHH podcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Let me guess, no email? Hold on. I have to, I, I got that. Uh, we gotta have those security measures in in place, brah. Oh my god, I'm just kidding, but for real though. All right, uh, let's see here. Here we go. We got a lot of emails from this person called Google. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so 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 nothing. Um, but if you want to email us, please do. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So again, it's the MHH podcast at gmail.com, or I believe you can even comment on like, you could leave a review on the podcast. That'd be cool. And just talk about the stuff that you want on there as well. If you're enjoying it, let us know what you want us to talk about. We just want to keep doing this and having fun doing it. So hopefully uh, you guys are enjoying it a little bit because that's what we wanted to do. Yep, absolutely. This has been episode 68. 68. So you know, the next one's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be 69. <laughs> Special guest, Josh's mom. Oh my goodness. <laughs> On that note, you guys have a great week. We'll see you later. Peace.